Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. Back in 1974, Wally Johnson and Bob Brown wrote a little song called Give Me a Home Among the Gum Trees, an idyllic and now iconic vision of the great Australian dream. But is it a dream or is it a potential nightmare? It turns out that building in the shade of our favourite tree is really asking for trouble. Deadly bushfires have been a regular feature of life in Australia for thousands of years and they seem to be on the increase. But there are better plant choices with which to surround your dwelling and that's what we're here today to discuss. Firstly though, Keith, hello, firstly, (laughs) and tell us about the great Australian gum tree and its unfortunate hazards. These are not my favourite trees, let me tell you. Well, they are in the bush, but not here, yeah. not, not, not in the residential state. So imagine a tree that continually drops leaf litter, bark, twigs, small branches that do not break down, thus creating fuel load at the base of the tree. A tree that has its leaves hang down vertically, that's allowing lots of oxygen to be in amongst those leaves, and lots of sunshine to shine down on the ground and further dry out the soil and the debris on the ground. A tree whose leaves are full of oils that can become gaseous at temperatures as low as 60 degrees Celsius, making this tree incredibly flammable. A tree where the flames can quickly escalate from the ground up into the canopy, releasing all the seeds as as the fire moves on. And when the rain comes, these seeds will germinate, and with no competition, the protege will readily colonise the area. This tree is the gum tree, eucalyptus species. Other trees that are full of inflammable oils are pines and cypresses, and all of these should be avoided in your garden plants. It certainly sounds like they should, my goodness. So for anyone who is rebuilding after the devastation of a bushfire or moving into a bushfire-prone area, where should they start with their garden design? I guess that plant choice would obviously be at the top of the list, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so the best larger plants for a fire-resistant garden plant are the deciduous trees such as oaks, willows, elms, ashes, ginkgos, maples, ornamental pears, poplars, plane trees and liquid ambers, just to name a few. There are heaps. There's heaps. And these trees have high levels of water content in their foliage and are slow to burn. The fire must first evaporate the water retentively, lowering the fire temperature and this will also slow down the fire. In summer, the temperature beneath these trees can be as much as 15 degrees cooler than out in the open or underneath gum trees. Years ago, I visited a farm in Wandong, adjacent to the Wombat Gully, after the Black Saturday fires. And the couple there, um, who, a muser, well, he's a muser, used to play for a band called, he was the drummer in a band called Chain. Old Chain, (laughs) that was a while ago. That was a while Um, he, they, they, they saved their house because they removed all their gums from around the house against council regulations. Why? Why was it against regulations? Council's because the council doesn't like you touching a anything. tree, any tree, oh my but goodness. particularly gum trees. They think that they're just the best trees out. Yeah. And although, although the, so all they had was, was uh, fruit trees and other deciduous specimens left around the house, yeah. and although, although the leaves were burnt off the trees, they were still alive, and indeed, to this day, they've come back to life. Fantastic. So, Um, Perfectly right. So if you're on a larger property with either a fire hazard or a native forest nearby, the planting of deciduous specimen trees of oak, ash, elm not only look fantastic, 
but these trees have a massive cooling effect on both the garden and your home. And it's not just deciduous trees that are fire retardant. Rainforest trees such as Hills figs, which is ficus hilli, the Morton Bay figs, the flame trees, and the native beech, um, which is just an absolute stunning tree, uh, all work really effectively. Okay. And the smaller properties can be protected with the use of hedges, either evergreen or deciduous. And examples of these are olives, avocados, citrus, bay trees, hills figs, fetinia, lily, lily pillies, I guess. Lily pillies, yeah. Yeah, lily pillies, oleander and escalonium. And hedges or planting of fruit trees such as apples, pears, nectarines, plums, peach, pomegranates and apricots wow. are also fire retardant. But also they, you get a return on them. Yes. Then you, native plants that can be hedged and a fire retardant are the emu bushes. So that's the, that's the, um, the beautiful uh, eremophilus right. and the salt bush varieties. And then the larger native plants are Acacia itiophila, Acacia baleana, Acacia fimbriata, Acacia floribunda, Acacia melanoxylon, and then of course Myoporum uh, and sweet Berseria. So there's lots of options available and lots of research has been done from studies after bushfires. So yes, you can have a fire resilient garden. garden. Well, you've given us a heap of examples of great huge trees and, and smaller trees. But when considering lower growing plants, what do we look like? That things like succulents, perhaps, because they, they store water in their shoots yep. and leaves, and so they'll resist burning for longer. Is that sort of is that a good for lower growing? Absolutely. Plants. If that's if that's the sort of look Style. you don't mind. Oh, you don't like those succulents? <laughs> yeah, succulents. Well, succulents have their place. Okay. Uh, but any any plant that holds large amounts of moisture are perfect for these sorts of conditions. So, Keith, once the plants have been chosen, the next important thing to consider would be the position and spacing of those plants. Like their height and proximity to the house, I gather, would be very important. Also, planting together in groups to break up the landscape's vegetation. Am I right? Absolutely, you're right there. But this is more a design consideration and knowledge of plants' height and spread is a very important consideration. We need to know exactly how wide these plants are going to grow and how tall they're going to grow because, um, you know, that's going to impact the landscape. Okay, and what about a lawn? Yeah, okay, so a lawn is not a bad idea, um, providing you can keep it green and moist, then it's perfect. Okay. A dark green sward will always inhibit fire, but if the lawn is area is too large to maintain with m adequate moisture, yep. then it can also become a fire hazard. Okay, so you, an alternative would be sort of gravelling an area. Yeah, gravel. Gravel's a fabulous idea. What did your friend from Chain, the group Chain, what, do you remember? So when you're visiting that garden, what sort of ground covers and lower growing plants? Well, I mean, it was all fire retardant, wasn't it? Well, they, he had lots and lots of deciduous fruit trees and, and yeah. ornamental trees around the house. Okay. So but, was... but further out, he cleared out all the... All the um, the gums and so forth back out out of his out of his property around the house. So it was really a more of a um, food. What do you call those sort of gardens? A self sufficient. Self sufficient yeah, food yeah. forest. Food basically. forest. Okay, yep. sounds lovely. Now, when it comes to the maintenance of this style of garden, pruning would play an important role, I would imagine. Making sure that the trees are tree branches are always well above the ground and away from the house. The bushes trimmed. The lawns, if you have one, being kept short, tree debris constantly being removed from the ground and the gutters, that would be one of the most important things for ongoing maintenance in a fire retardant garden, wouldn't it? Yeah. And once again, it's the right plant selection of fire-resistant plants, you know, and that should generally be enough. Mm. And mulching. Mulching the garden beds will help the soil to stay cool. 
but what is the best mulch that you would recommend for something like that? All right, so in, in fire-prone areas, I will always specify granitic sand, yes. set at least 50 millimetres deep. And as this is a decomposed granite, it will not burn. Mm-hmm. Other mulches, such as bark or wood chips, will add to the burn load. Yeah, of course. You know? It's of as course. simple as that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Unless you can keep those those wet, um, you know, and they'll, they, I mean, hot will dry those, the heat will dry those out really quickly and make yeah. them, you know, Okay, so granitic, granitic sand is the go. Mm. Paths, patios and retaining walls constructed with the right materials such as gravel, like you've just said, or the, or the granitic sand, and concrete can act as fire rakes too, can't they? Absolutely. All good as long as they won't burn. So retaining walls of masonry products like bricks or concrete blocks or even concrete sleepers, they're the perfect materials for in an area that you're fire prone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously dead, anything lying around, dead or overgrown plants will be dropping leaves and debris creating a fire risk. So plants should be watered deeply and regularly to maintain health generally and in order to cope in dry conditions. So a good irrigation system is necess- a necessary investment. Irrigation Don't... systems are a wonderful way of ensuring that moisture is maintained and adds to the cooling effect of the soil slowing down any fire's ability to move quickly. Mm. Uh, drip irrigation is as effective as overhead sprinklers provided they are used on a regular basis, and that's the key there. You've got to make sure that you're putting moisture down where it needs to be yep. um, You know, for the plants. So the plants are healthy, healthy and ready to deal with any sort of fire that might come along. Do their along. job, yes. absolutely. Yep. Yep. Okay. So in conclusion, when designing your garden and preparing for bushfire plant selection from what Keith has just told us, obviously is very, very important. Placement and maintenance, along with the type type and application of materials used in your landscape, can significantly reduce a house's vulnerability to the impacts of fire. It is definitely possible to reduce risk while still maintaining aesthetics and providing shade, I should say, and shelter. Exactly. Fabulous. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.